Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We've done a lot of these over the few years that the War Chant postgame shows existed. Uh, after a loss, uh, Florida State loses today to fall to 4-1. and one. But we still march on together as FSU is 4-1. Alongside Gene Williams, the founder and administrator of Warchant.com. My name is Tom Lang, and we welcome you, one and all, to Zaxby's Warchant Game Day post-game call-in show. Gene, I need one. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, cheers to you, sir. You got the Oyster City. All righty. I got the Natty Light. And so we will commiserate for the next hour or so, hour and a half for the Warchamp postgame show after a 31-21 to 21 defeat at the hands of Wake Forest. Gene, haven't talked to you outside of maybe a text or two in the first quarter, so I have no idea what your yeah. thoughts are on the game. Uh, please enlighten us all. Well, first, it's just a killjoy. It was fun out at Hotel Indigo before the game, interact with the fans. You get It was palpable, all the excitement with the fans. And, you know, it's a shame because you really I, – I thought, look, this three-game stretch, this is the – I thought it – it may not turn out to be, but I thought it was the most winnable game of the three. So I thought, let's get the win for FSU. So you're going in. Worst case, you're 5-2. and two, You're still in pretty good shape going forward. So I hate the fact – you just hate – if you lose three in a row, it's really going to put a damper on such a great start to the season. But as far as the game – and I think you and Dominic talked about it during the watch-along. They were sloppy during practice this week, and that was my number one take from this game this – this team was firing at all cylinders last Saturday. They were clicking on both sides of the ball. They were efficient. They were getting lined up correctly. They weren't committing penalties. They weren't turning the ball over. They did a 180. They were sloppy. They were missing assignments. They had 11 penalties in the game. Um, just all guys, you know, at, at the end, that last that last few plays are just reminiscent of what, you know, kind of what happened all game long. Just a penalty on a situation like that, even the play call, I just think, look, fourth and 15, you got a much better chance of picking that up than that kicker making a kick like that anyway. Just sloppy, sloppy all right. And look, I, I didn't like the defense, obviously. You don't like the way they move the field up and down the field, but I think Sam Harp and that crew is going to do that against everyone. They did it against Clemson. Yeah. They're going to do it all season. So I didn't have that much of an issue. My issue was the other side of the ball. And after that first drive, I mean, it was just pure sloppiness. It's disappointing. Um, you know, I, we saw the Jordan Travis, it seemed like, from about a year and a half ago. He just didn't – he lost – I think after that fumble, I don't know if something set him off for a few series, and then the play calling when they got down inside the red zone, they didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, it just was confusing what they were trying to accomplish a lot of times with stuff. But, again, I think the bottom line is just very sloppy, especially on offense. I think there was some poor officiating. I think that 11-3 to penalty – ratio you saw that pass interference should have been called look they still probably lose the game that the, the deck was stacked against them but that was enough when you pull a jersey on a guy down on a play come on that's that's pass interference acc and there were 
I could at least count a dozen times where I saw what seemed like a pretty obvious hold. Now, I guess there was some holding on both sides, but I saw that in the Clemson game. And a couple fans came up to me and they go, you weren't very confident when you gave your pick in the game. And I said, look, I saw that Clemson game yeah. and they were being held several times and they weren't, they were giving Wake the benefit of the doubt. If they're giving Wake the benefit against Clemson, Florida State certainly isn't giving a break knowing this history of this conference. So I knew they were going to have a real hard time getting back, getting pressure on Hartman. Now, thank goodness a couple times they did in the second half and I was impressed the defense second half actually played pretty well outside that last drive when they ran. Here's the other thing I want to throw out, Tom. I went back and looked. I don't know if you saw the set. You know how many rushing yards Wake had against Liberty? I don't, Gene, but you're about to tell me. Yes, I am. 43 rushing yards. Oh, buddy. Against Liberty. They gashed Florida State for 171. Inexcusable. Look, I know Fabian Lovett is out, and there's no way they do that if Fabian Lovett's there. There's no freaking way. That is a huge loss, but there has to be. Dominic talked about the depth on your team, man. You cannot let Wake Forest. I get Sam Hartman's going to throw all over you. He's an accurate passer. He's got some good receivers. He's been there for 30 years. He knows the system. But come on, man. You they, you can't let Wake Forest gash you for 170. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, there's uh, some difficulties they got to clean up. I think some of it is health, and it's not just Fabian Lovett's health. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think our guy, Robert Cooper, from In the Coop here on Warchain TV is playing at 100%. Malcolm Ray is certainly not yeah. playing at 100%. He's had to leave multiple games with injuries you're seeing Daniel Lyons get some run in the second yeah. quarter of this game because Wake ran 55 plays had the ball for over 18 minutes in the first half a true freshman has to make his way out there because you're you're getting gashed uh but that doesn't excuse at the same time Gene that previous to playing Louisville Louisville didn't run on anybody but they ran all over Florida State up the yeah. middle and the game had gotten out of hand against Boston College before right. uh you know before long so they couldn't stay and, and do what they wanted to do in terms of balance uh, they did so today beating Louisville. How about that? But um, I thought BC actually ran the ball okay between the tackles on the few chances that they had. So this is a concern. This is a big-time concern that we can look at in the weeks to come. Certainly we will against NC State next week. They would be foolish not to try Florida State with traditional runs up the middle and see how weak the interior of that defensive line is. Hopefully FSU gets some reserves back. But, Gene, yeah, I'm looking at a few things. And we thank you, Drew. Thank you so much for uh, your contribution to the program. Uh, yeah, moral victories. Uh, we're not talking no, about not, this team. Not this team's too good at moral victories. No, that was not. Yeah. Uh, so here's the other thing. Uh, you look at the a penalty disparity, the 11 for 96 and the four for 40. You know, some of that is Gene. I, I agree. They were stingy on some calls. The only one that, that really, I thought crippled Florida state, uh, on the offensive side of the ball. Cause there's two in this game total. It's the Darius Washington hold when they have a first down They're mm-hmm. uh, the Micah Pittman punt return. They get they get the ball at the 33-yard line. Here you go. You're moving along. First and 15 off a bad false start. You wipe that away, first and 10, and now you get a holding call. And that one was just critical because they're starting with the ball on Wake's 33, and they come away with no points. They have to punt. you got to punt yeah. when you start on the, on the opposite 33. And then defensively, the one call was the Amarian Cooper pass interference where he panics. That ball's going nowhere near the receiver, yeah. but he yeah. grabs his, his uh, shoulder pad. And you have to call that in that situation. It's just, you know, there are probably four or five plays in this game that Florida State has to make, and they don't. But that's the difference. Yeah. That's the difference between the teams that go undefeated through their first five, six games and the teams that don't. And it caught Florida State today, 96 yards of penalties on 11 calls. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. I know people talking about refs and look, I, I think they were awful as usual. It was typical ACC officiating. But, look, Wake was a cleaner team. Wake was the better team. So I'm, I, the way they played, much cleaner game than Florida State. 
I have no problem with them winning the game. Uh, I am more upset at Florida State, the sloppiness, inexcusable. You're in your fifth game of the season. I mean, it looked like you hadn't practiced this week. I, I don't know. Like you said, it was a sloppy practice. And I get it. Anybody who competes in athletics, you may be clicking along and you get in a rut out of the blue and then you got to work your way out of it. Unfortunately, that rut happened. I thought this was the worst game they played all season. Yeah. yeah. And it happened at the worst time because you're the first time you're ranked, you're at home, you're rolling right along, things are looking good, and you just played a loud on both sides of the ball. You were yeah. just sloppy. I mean, Tofili dropping passes, key penalties at the wrong time. Guys missing assignments. There's a third and long they had in the first half. We had three defensive backs laying back 12 yards on a third and eight or whatever it was. Yeah. And they threw it six, seven yards, and he ran up and just got the first down. Like, have one of the three guys maybe up on the receiver. Yep. I, it's just like, what are we doing out there? It just seemed like they were – guys didn't seem like they were lining up correctly a lot of times. Just, it was very baffling. Yeah, the way you listed it out, Gene, maybe there's 10 plays that you need to make in the game, yeah. and of course they made two of them out of, out of the 10. You know, that's, and that's... they've been making those plays, and they were not. I mean, the, the greedy Vance one, man. The first time, the only bad pass Hartman makes the whole game in a key situation on third down, and it is right in your freaking hands. Yep. Yep. And it goes the – and that – at, at I mean, course. I think the game may change. I think if he gets that pick there, the game – or even knocks it down, the game. He knocks I it down, they might win the game. It's a third down. That's a huge it's swing. fourth and long. They're punting. It's, it's a giant swing. Yes, they're going to punt, and you're down seven points with all the momentum in the world on your side. And look, I mean, I feel like, Gene, the second half was the perfect opposite in a lot of ways of the first half because the defense got a stop on the first drive of the game. You're feeling good about that. Florida State doesn't come – come back and score or do anything with the football unfortunately but in the second half they give up a score they go right down the field as wake forest and it's 28 to 7 you're like well jesus yeah. didn't you adjust to anything where are the adjustments you still look as confused as you ever have but from that point the defense battled and gave the ball back to the offense multiple mm -hmm. times it's just that when it came push came to shove and you had to make the play to not only secure momentum but keep momentum they couldn't do it and if it was a missed tackle or a missed coverage or a great play by Wake Forest, the back shoulder catch in the end zone on Renardo Green. He can't do much more than that. That's just, I mean, it's a 50-50 ball and a hell of a throw. It's just none of those things went Florida State's way, and most of it was of their own doing or Wake's doing. It yeah. wasn't, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of luck involved in this. And they got away with a fumble early in this game where they might have been in trouble yeah, earlier. Great play by Micah Pittman. He, he's the one guy who came to play today. Great game by Micah Pittman, man. And that fumble recovery is something. Because there's three Wake guys around that ball, and he came out with it. Yeah. And he was, he was getting open the whole game. Played great, played hard, impressed with him. And I think one thing, Tom, I'm curious to get your – I want to get – I'd like to ask D-Rob about this. And, again, I'd like to see the All-22 to see. It seemed like uh, our boy Johnny Wilson was open in a lot of one-on-ones. Mm -hmm. And maybe this is something that Jordan has to learn. When he's got those situations, you don't need to make the perfect pass. Yep. Put the ball up in the air where he has a chance because he's six foot seven. Worst case, it's yep. incomplete. But, man, he's going to come down with a lot of those balls. And a couple of those deep balls, he had him. He's on the – defensive back I mean you're going to make him commit interference he's going to come down with a pass I don't understand why he's trying to make perfect passes and every time he's one-on-one -on -one, you should be going for that making them pay yeah the third down when they're in scoring range is the killer one because he ends up throwing I think it's the cam I forget who it is but it's no up it was um Marcuson okay. Douglas yeah which oh, is almost right. double covered there's three guys around the ball three. and he's single covered what yeah. are you doing? You're 280 pound tight end in tight coverage. You're throwing, but you're six foot seven wide receiver who they can't stop in the red zone. You're you're not throwing. To I, I again, it was just it's not the Jordan Travis we've seen all season. I, I don't know what would happen. Today. Yeah, he was. I think he was above average, but he wasn't. I mean, we've come to expect great 
Like, I mean, NFL level stuff where you're saying, oh, can this guy actually play on Sundays? And he wasn't close to that player no. today. The turnover was killer too, Gene. I mean, it's mm. a free seven points for Wake Forest. And that was a sloppiness. That was a, it looked like yeah. a broke. They said it was a design run on TV, but I think no. it was a broken play. Because he looked, as soon as he got there, he looked, he was confused. And then he ran. So, yeah, that, that was, again, that sloppiness. Somebody missed an assignment. Something was wrong on that play. And that's not being sharp. Yep, agreed. And that's something, you know, the offensive line, too. This is the first time in a while. Um, they found a way to be a, get around their issues with health in the offensive line. Bless Harris is out for the year. Robert Scott was out for this game. He was dressed, but uh, as I heard it on the radio driving back home, they said emergency circumstance. Apparently, being down 28-7 to was not emergency enough because he did not come into this football game. And the O-line got exposed in a couple different areas. Uh, Darius, rough, rough day for Darius. I mean, do you, do you at this point, does Atkinson look at Julian Armella or something? Because that was just, that was bad in this so, game. So, uh, you know, the funny thing is I was just in the watch long talking him up saying that when you could get Robert back, maybe you slide Darius to right tackle because I thought Jazz was not having a good day. So I, I don't know what the solution is there. I still think if you can get 52 back healthy, yeah. Darius a chance at right tackle. And then you've got a better guard shuffle. But, I mean, there's no doubt there were different guys at different times that didn't play well today. And we've got a couple of contributions to say thank you for. I saw Ben wipe one up as we were having the conversation before. And uh, thank you very much to Joshua. The defense was not perfect by any stretch. However, this loss is on the offense. Keep in mind, we are still 4-1. and one. Let's hope this team has a wake-up call, pun intended, and upsets NC State next week. Appreciate the show. Thank you, Joshua. We appreciate that. That's a really thank good you. comment. They're yeah. allowed to be pissed off next week, too. Yeah. Uh, Drew, that was sarcasm. F moral victories. Oh, <laughs> All right. Understood. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it. Yeah. Good. Eric, thank you so much. First game, a team had a true target on its back and the pressure being ranked in a few years. Just got used to playing with that. Yep. That's this is a good yeah. the team has character. They'll bounce back. You're right, Eric. This is a different type of feel to this game. And so in, in the process of learning how to win, this was different. They were taught a lesson, though. There's no doubt that they were taught a lesson by a better football team today. Mm -hmm. FSU fan, thank you so much. Usually when we lose, I want to take my two-by-four <laughs> my TV hacksaw Jim Duggan style. Wow, old-school wrestling while losing sucks royally. Surprisingly, for once, I'm not incensed by this one. I'm somewhere in between two FSU fan 1993. I think Gene's closer to the incensed than I am. Uh, thank you for your contribution. Gregory, tough loss today, but I'm sure we'll rally the troops. Okay, so there are some folks who are – Looking at the big picture, Gene. That's good. That's are they need. They're good. They're. I'm, I'm walking off the ledge, people. Thank you, because <laughs> uh, I'm a little. I guess I, you know what I'm so mad about in this thing. It's just you could feel the momentum. Things were building, and this was on Florida State. I knew the one thing that's Wake Forest you can't do is make mistakes. They're, you're gonna have to play your best game, because when you make mistakes, man, they take advantage, and they always seem Florida State always seems to play horribly sloppy against Wake Forest, and it drives me nuts. Yeah. I don't know why this. I mean, what do they have six turnovers last year at Wake? I mean, just. You know, they, they, they had the trivia question. They said, when was the last time that FSU had lost to Wake in Tallahassee? And, and I would have said, I don't know, 2016, you know, something along those lines. And it was 2008? That was yeah, yeah. I thought it was the 30-1 to nothing game. I forgot that, that game yeah. they mentioned 12-2 to was so ugly and sloppy, I just forgot about that. Gene, I think we played four different quarterbacks in that game. I was a student in the yeah. stands for that one. That was especially ugly. This one was less ugly, but it's still a loss nonetheless. Florida, uh, Florida State now. Oh, did we lose Tom? Okay, well, hopefully we'll get Tom back on there. So um, I guess we'll take a few comments from fans while we get Tom. That was something. I hope he's all right there. I'm back. Um, yep. There he is. So, uh, I, you know, the StreamYard gods, if there's like a duck logo, was pissed off. It said, something happened. It's not your fault. Well, I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's not my fault. We're doing a live show. It I don't wasn't the Aflac duck, hopefully. It's probably Dion and his damn Aflac duck. 
Timothy says, I went to find a kicker. That's a really funny comment, Timothy. <laughs> well done. Well done. I'll drink yeah. to that. Thank you. I, I did five shots while I was gone. Yeah, that was and it, crazy. Let's talk about, look, again, I'm not making excuses. Wake was a better team. But the play calling series on the last drive, and I've talked about this before, and the game is on the line with Mike Norvell. I really am, he always seems to not really have a good handle on what's going on. That decision-making yeah. down the stretch to have a field goal kicker kick a 50-yarder when you're not trusting him on extra points. Yeah. Look, fourth yeah. and 15, when they're playing conservative with your running a quarterback with the ability to scramble, got a lot of good wide receivers, got Johnny Wilson out there. I mean, come on, go with your strength. Yeah. And that is your offense. And that is your quarterback. And that is your receivers. Give them a chance to get the first down. That at was, least, get, at least I get it. If it's a 35 yard kick or whatever in your fourth and 10, I get it, but not from that far out with that kicker. Come on. Yeah. That was the worst coaching moment of the game. And then also uh page out of Willie Taggart's playbook. They didn't even have enough dudes on the field. That's why there was a delay. Oh. I was watching the replay after I saw inexcusably, there's a delay of game. That's fine. I thought Willie Taggart, as soon as that happened, like they didn't have one of the two linemen. I couldn't tell who it was. So I won't call out the particular number, but one of their two linemen on the left side of the formation was trotting out on the field with 10 seconds to go on the play clock. I mean, this is, that's crazy. You can't have that. And then you're going to try it again. At that point, throw a Hail Mary and maybe you get a score yeah, or, or an interference or something. An yeah, interference. Absolutely. Then you can try your onside kick. And he anyway, going to make that. Nobody in the stadium thought he had a chance to make that. Right. I, it was closer than I thought. He had the distance. Yeah. I'm, and I'm sure no way. I mean, he's got the leg. That's never been yeah. a question. But, you know, there's this thing called the goalpost, and you try to kick it in between. <laughs> I hate straight. That's the goal. I right. hate it for him, too, because he seems like a nice kid. But yeah. at, some, at some point, you know, we got to move along and try to win some football games here. And uh, to the 827 of you that are right now watching the War Champ Post Game Show, I'm sure you agree. And Z Chan from the top rope, as usual. Wow. Frustrated by the game management, Travis was off, but we're still, we see, uh, oh boy, we were still keeping it competitive at the end. Time to dig deep and get ready for NC State. Uh, correct, Z Chan. There were some game management things that you hate. Um, and there are some game management things in general that have been rough through five games this season. Mm -hmm. But if you count preparation as game management, this coaching staff usually has these guys prepared. And uh, I think they were trying to send a message this week in practice that, guys, you got to lock it in a little bit better. It's not this easy. Uh, they'll listen to it a little bit more this week in practice, I think. Mike Norvell's words will be heated. In about 10, 15 minutes, we'll open it up to the phone lines on the War Champ postgame show. I know uh, screen caller Terry just texted me to say, when are we going? When are we doing the phones? I'd say about yeah. 10, 15 minutes from now. Uh, but FSU fan, also, thank you so much. Another contribution here. If you told me Wake, we held Wake Forest 31 points, I'd say we win the game. This was on the offense. That's a fair point, Gene. Most of our score predictions, most everybody on staff had Wake in the low to mid-30s. So yeah. if you said before kickoff that the Demon Deacons were only going to score 31 points, you'd call that a win for Adam Fuller, wouldn't you? Well, when they give up 36 points to Liberty, I hate to keep bringing up that game, but you give up 36 points to Liberty, you think you could have scored at least that many points. Because yeah. Wake, Wake has not th shown anything defensively all season. Yep. So the fact that – so that, that's what I'm saying. This That 21 points on Florida State was self-inflicted. That wasn't – look, I'm not – they're not an awful defense. They're just kind of an average to below average defense, Wake Forest is. But you're off, the way your offense has been clicking, running the football well, Jordan making good decisions, receivers making plays – Man, not to not be able to get in the 30s isn't that's the most disappointing aspect of this game. But again, it goes back to being sloppy. It's you know bad blocking, some poor decision making, you know missing some passes, some things just 
just sloppy slop. And that Toa Feely one, I want to see the all 11. Was he gone on that, on that screenplay to him on that? It looked like that oh. whole side just opened up. I'm like, oh my God, this is a beautiful screenplay. It worked up. The guy rushed in. He dropped it right there. Yeah, it looked like it. It wasn't the cleanest. It, it wouldn't have been the cleanest catch in terms of his yeah, momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even if he but caught he had blocking, he had a lot. It, it's were... one of those, but Toa Feely in the open field like that with some oh. room gets you excited. It looked like there were three blockers on maximum two mm-hmm. Wake Forest players, so that that could have been a huge play. And and look, I see Brad says it. Our mistakes killed us. Yes, Wake 100%. made plays. Wake made plays in this game. Period. Wake did what Wake does. They did yes. they did about what he expected. They ran better than I thought, and the part of that's on FSU. But I mean, they scored about what we figured they would do offensively. Florida State again, twenty one right. points. Incredibly disappointing. The, the worst by far offensive output of the season. And you picked the wrong game. If there's any game you don't want to be bad offensively, this was not the one to do it. Because Wake yep. was going to score their points. Yeah, and again, it's not one of those things where you lose by 10. I saw somebody else said, um, I'm glad that, you know, look how far we've come. We're not getting taken to the woodshed by any team who's ranked anymore. So, you know. Th- we're past just, that, though. Come there on. Is, there is a positive there. But what I'd say is we're not talking about, well, what are you going to do? Wake is too good. That's not what we're talking no. about. Today. We're saying this game is absolutely within reach. This is an opponent that, that you could have beaten. I, I won't go so far as to say should have. It's a two-score win for Wake Forest. But it's, it's certainly opponent. That you could have beaten if you minded your P's and Q's a little bit more. And then the thing for me also looking forward to, Gene, is that health matters a lot. Jared first snap count. You'll do the PFF grades for Florida State tomorrow morning on warchant.com when those things are available. You'll get the snap counts too. Jared was on the field. I'll set the over-under at seven or eight plays. Maybe I was going to say say 10, but yeah, Yeah. we're in the same category. But he was impactful when he was out there. That's it. How big of an impact was it? I mean, huge impact. He was a big time player. If you That's what I'm saying. imagine you had him full time, I hate to I hate to play this game because injuries are part of the game. You have to have depth. But imagine if him and Lovett are their full speed for an entire game. I think FSU wins. I mean, hate to say, it, but I think they win the game. But, Wake is not running for 171 yards if those two guys are on the field. There's no freaking way. That's something that has to be addressed either in the yeah. transfer portal or through development. A red flag is up. We love the depth of the defensive interior. We talked about it all offseason long, but they are getting gashed. And I and I yeah. get it. Even the guys that are on the field aren't 100%. And we can't get into specifics, but that's yeah. just true. That's just true. Still, there are a couple of guys that are in that rotation that aren't hurt or banged up beyond a normal four or five game stretch in a football season. And they're getting uprooted. Florida state has to address that moving forward, Gene, because Fabian love is not going to be here next year. Neither is Robert Cooper in all likelihood. So what's your answer? Cause they don't have one right now. And that's a big concern for the next two weeks. Yeah, no, that's a great point because, uh, I mean, you, you've got improved play at linebacker. I didn't see it as much today, but again, I think when you, they're getting that initial push and they're getting that big hole up the middle, you're putting a lot of pressure on the linebackers to make those plays all the time. So, yeah, I mean, they got they got to be better there. And, you know, the two guys that you knew that's the strength of your team was that interior with Cooper and Lovett. And like you said, Cooper's not 100 percent. Lovett's not out there. So that's that's a big part. But again, at the end of the day, you said, look, they ran a lot. They scored 31 points, but that's about what we all figured they'd do. I picked them to have 30. I think everybody had wake in the 30s. Pick wise, but ultimately it goes back to the sloppiness in the offense. And I, you know, I'm curious what Mike Norvell is going to say. I'm assuming he's going to say we just we didn't come with our A game. They didn't. Yep. And to beat Wake Forest, they're a good enough team. They are a top 25 team. Are they an elite team? No, but they're a top 25 team. And they got a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. If you don't play your best game and and you make a lot of mistakes, you're going to lose. And Florida, that's what happened. Yeah, quite a few mistakes. Uh, it, it's just such a hard one to sort out, too, especially on the defensive side, because you start terribly. But then by the end, that's it, happened a lot this Not year. Bad. 
But the last series, the last series where they gutted you running the ball when you knew. See, that's what bothered me more than anything. I get it. You're worried about Hartman and the mesh and all that. So sometimes you get caught off guard. I, I can kind of understand that. That last series when they're eating the clock and going down the field when you knew in several circumstances they're going to run and they ran it right between the tackles on you. That was the most disappointing to me. Yeah, especially when they got on Florida State side of the 50 yard line. Mm-hmm. That's when that all happened. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines in just a minute. We're going to take a break in just a moment. But uh, folks, you're not completely off the train, are you? Would you like a VIP experience for the FSU UF game later in the year? Do I have your attention? Okay. Well, let's talk about this from our friends at Bud Light and Triangle Sales. You could score a VIP fan experience at the FSU UF game on Friday, November 25th, courtesy of Bud Light and Triangle Sales. Text Bud Light Fan 22. You see it on the screen. Bud Light Fan 22 to 855 297 9460 for your chance to win sideline passes. Yeah. Hospitality passes, two tickets to the game plus Bud Light and FSU fan gear. That's Bud Light Fan 22 to 855-297-9460. Make your football season epic with Bud Light, or in my case, Natty Light. Must be 21 years or of age or older to enter for complete contest rules. Visit TriEagleSales.com. We'll be right back in just a minute with your phone calls here on the War Chant Game Day postgame show presented by Zaxby's. Something big. Something huge is taking over the world of chicken sandwiches. Zaxby's new signature sandwich with Zax sauce or new spicy Zax sauce. Because the chicken sandwich war ain't over yet. The new signature sandwich, it's taking over. And it's only at Zaxby's. Warchant.com has been the definitive home of all things FSU sports for over 20 years and is now part of On3, the next generation network. Warchant.com has the most experienced, tenured, and largest staff on the Florida State sports beat and now features innovative resources, including an NIL database that projects player value and a truly aggregated composite recruiting ranking system that will set the bar in the industry. There are no words to describe the perfect pairing of Zaxby's hand-breaded fingers and our 12 delectable sauces. But there is a sound, and that sound is mmm, mmm, mmm. The Zaxby's Chicken Finger Plate with endless sauce abilities, only at Zaxby's. And we are back to War Chant Game Day post game, presented by Zaxby's. And the phone lines are open. There's the phone number underneath. You can see it, 850-805-5911. And uh, if there were Vegas odds on who would be the first caller, well, the favorite mm. just paid for the 108th time <laughs> on the War Chant TV call-in network, multiple shows. We are going to the 757, and we are talking to Gator Kirk. Gator. the next few weeks. Oh, there we go. What's up? How you hey, doing, Gator? I just I think I promoted him from the screening room as he was uh, talking to Terry uh, into the show. Well, Gator, usually we're talking about and I think you just dropped back. Hang on. Give me one second. And Gator Kirk, welcome back into the room. There you go. Gator, uh, we've been perfect so far, but today we are talking about a loss. So uh, we'll let you take the floor and your thoughts on today's game. And once again, he got lose Gator. Uh, Oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah, Terry, you don't have to touch him. I got him. He's in the show. Go ahead, Gator. And he got kicked out again. All right. So, Gene, let me pull up the stats real quick and, and uh, see what's going on real quick. Uh, he was first there. So, Gator, he, Gator must be good. Maybe the old days of radio station contest, when, as you know, Tom, being from radio, when you had to call in. Yep. 
And Gator is so good on the phone lines, man. He must have won a lot of those contests calling in. I'm sure he did. All right. We're going to hope that he stays in the room. All right. I see him now. Ten seconds. He's still in here, and he got kicked out again. I don't know if this is a software problem. We heard him. Mm, Yeah, we did. Gator Kirk in the 757. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to kick the screener out. Terry, no disrespect to you. I'm wondering if that's causing an issue. One more time. There he is. All right. Gator. Gator, go for it. Hey, how are you guys doing? All right, yes. we just, now we're better. How are you doing? I'm good. It seems like it seems like our offense and defense tonight is <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of kind of cluster right now. But yeah, you know what? Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I think we were out coached tonight. There were some positive things, um, some negative things. So hopefully we can. I'm I'm not still impressed with Fuller, but where do you see us going? In our next two games, can we get uh, one and one and salvage what we had tonight? Or are we going to go 0 and 2 with NC State and Clemson? Well, I think that's the probably the realistic goal if you can split the next two. Um, I think number one, you obviously got a lot of mistakes. Films, film study is going to be important for Florida State because there are a lot of mistakes. You can clean those up. I think maybe this was a wake up call, as Tom said earlier practices were sloppy this week and it, it carried over to the field so maybe it'll wake this team up they'll clean some things up and they'll come back with a much cleaner game the next couple of weeks and hopefully they can win one of those Suzette, i think they're good enough to compete with both of these teams so i think that's realistic uh, expectation and i think if you're sitting there at you know five and two at that point through that gauntlet i think you're, you're feeling pretty good going to the latter part of the schedule yeah, I'd agree, Gator. Uh, what I'd say is if Florida State had played their best game today and lost by 10, I, I wouldn't feel very good about these next two yeah. games at all. But if you had to grade it, and I'll throw it back to you, if you had to grade this game between A through F, C minus, I mean, it, where, where would you rate it uh, ahead of this, this two-game stretch on the road at NC State and then back home for Clemson? I, I think I think we're a D tonight. I yeah. think – Yeah, I was going to say D plus. Uh, we had some – yeah, we 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 had some we had some moments, but we didn't. Oh, my Gator got pulled back again. I All think, right. yeah. This well, is... real quick, so I want to I want to cheer everybody up. So Ben's ready. Let's at least we'll put something up on the screen here that might cheer the FSU fans up a little bit here. What what is uh, what is going to cheer? What you got for us, Ben? You ready? Is it a lay it on us here? Oh my goodness! Look at that! Oh, Jimbo! What happened? Mike Leach making it happen. 46. Wow. Yeah, that is uh, that is fascinating. And that's yeah. the one thing A&M I thought had a really good defense. That's crazy. They they put 42 on them. Yeah, I agree. Woo! I'm Jimbo, sending a, full disclosure. This is great television right here, but I'm texting our screener. There's something to do with his phone number that's dragging people back down uh, from the, uh, the call-in room. Oh, so that's all right. So now I'll just. We're going to go screenerless tonight. I'm going in hot. Here we go. Woo! Turn off Sorry, our... Terry. Turning off my target. Gary, it's all your fault, buddy. We are going to the 516, and we're going to be talking. I, I think we're getting the call screeners up in the FSU offensive box. I think that's what's happening it right now. It could very well be. Am I talking to Josh again? What's going on, brother? Uh, um, well, it, it, that was so <laughs> sloppy. That was like the sloppiest thing I've, I've ever seen uh, coming from, you know, coming from the highest of highs with Boston College and then, the lowest of lows of this game, but there were just a, a couple of things. I mean, I think I've seen enough to say this, that like 
if we were ever to be so blessed to go to a playoff, I don't think that Adam Fuller is the guy. I've seen enough. It kind of reminds me of when we had Charles Kelly as the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Like, no one believed that that guy would coordinate us to a national title. And I know – and you all knew that the mesh was the problem. And just look back at the at the last year. Every time an offense gave us trouble, they would give us the same trouble the next year. Like Louisville, like this offense. It's like same old, same old. And then we correct it when it's too late. And it's just frustrating. Um, I just wanted to know your your, your thoughts about the, the our, our defensive scheme as a whole. Because I don't. You know, offense, I think you get corrected, but I think the defense is is really an issue when it comes to playing real teams. Yeah, I, I'll start with it. Um, I think part of the problem, Josh, is you can't stop the traditional run. And if you look at the first half stats and the run pass splits, Hartman throws for a decent completion percentage and, and he's hurting you. Uh, but you're getting beat up the middle on some basic runs, and and that's a problem. So, you know, if you're down personnel, it doesn't allow you to do that in the beginning. Uh, you're in trouble now, especially against a system like that. So I think you're behind the eight ball before you begin. But I, I will say to your point, it's not illegal to play well in the first half and, and play dominantly in the first half against a team with a pulse. There's a lot of games this year, um, and well, in the last two years, I'd say, including Louisville, where in the first half you're ready to fire the guy if you're being an emotional, overly emotional fan. But by the end of the game, you say, you know what? They rallied okay. And that was the story again today. But it's 28-7 to to start the second half. Their first drive, they go right down the field and score. And you're asking an awful lot to win a game that you're down 28-7, to only two and a half, three minutes into the third quarter. So that would be my take. What about you, Gene? I mean, there's obviously issues. I I – Still, I think you're selling Wake a little bit short. I mean, they did just post, what, 45 on Clemson. I know it was overtime, whatever, 38 or whatever it would have been in regulation. So, I mean, they, they have not been stopped. And I think there's so many health issues on this defense right now. And a part of that goes to me, it's almost more recruiting and not getting the right kind of depth um, because you had a couple key guys go down. But losing two key players on defense shouldn't result in what we saw today, especially the ability of them to gash you up the middle. Um, so, I'm not how much – sure that's coaching something alignment or something that's happening in the game or just the fact that you were it looked to me like they were just getting beat it looked to me like guys were getting pushed off the ball up front and a team that's not a great running team was gashing you between the tackles and as tom pointed out earlier that's happened the last couple games so i don't know how much of that is coaching or how much that you just don't have the talent to compete up there right now josh any other thoughts yeah i mean i sort of i sort of agree i just the only thing i would say to your point tom is that like that would all be true if we were getting pushed around the entire game. Right. It seems right. like in the second half, second half, we somehow, some way make an adjustment that we should have made in the first half, and we start rolling our guys downhill instead of our linemen chopping in place with the slow mesh mm-hmm. like Clemson was doing and then getting gashed anyway. Yeah. And then when we started rolling downhill with blitzes and everything and putting pressure and coming off the edge, that's when that slow mess didn't matter as much. And that's yeah. what I thought I saw with Clemson. Now, I'm not a defensive coordinator. I'm not even trying to be. But I'm just saying with my, you know, average eyes, that's what I saw. And I just felt like, you know, I've seen it with Malik Cunningham, and I'm seeing it here. It's just frustrating to, to see it. And I, I just hope that Mike Norvell knows what he's doing with that. That's all. Thank you, as always. War Chant is the best. I will continue to tune in. 
All my all my calls have been for post game, and it's not for anything else. You guys are awesome, man, and I'll see you guys soon. Thank you, Josh. That was his 23rd all-time call. The one thing I'd say, Gene, is if you make a few plays uh, or you don't commit a, a couple of uh, PI infractions, you know, then Wake's scoring total is in the upper 20s, and and you got to be thrilled with that. Um, as uh, now there's just beeping going on. Um, <laughs> but you've got to be if you make a couple of extra plays. If if I don't, I have no idea what the world is happening. Uh, if Greedy Vance comes away with an interception, oh, in that moment, Gene. Uh, if if Amari and Cooper isn't yeah, good, Harvin's going to throw one bad pass a game, and he did right there, and you had your chance. If Renardo Green deflects the ball on the back shoulder uh, in the corner of the end zone, that ends up being a touchdown. I mean, he's in perfect position. Oh, I know. I just but yeah. the, these are little things that take you know four to ten points off the board, and now you're singing Adam Fuller's praises. I think it's close. D. Rob, I will say, and will report was thrilled with the approach and the game plan because he threw a lot of different wrinkles at Clemson mm-hmm. or at Wake Forest, excuse me. Um, but what D-Rob said is you just got to get better players in here because they're being – Well, I, I'm curious, to Josh's point, I'm going to be curious to see when they were getting that pressure and he said they were getting downhill, they were doing going after him. How many of those were with Jared Verse in the game? Yeah. You know, it seemed like it was a totally different defensive front because all suddenly he got pressure and other times when he was in there, suddenly they had to account for him and it opened things up for other players. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, sometimes to me, it's more of a talent issue than a scheme issue. And Florida State without, with Cooper not 100%, with Lovett out there, you know, with Verse playing whatever it was, eight, eight, nine snaps in the whole game, yep. you know, you just don't, and against a really good offense, I mean, this this stuff's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. Next up uh, on the show, he wants to talk about some holding. Okay, all right. Uh, bring it, bring it. I love it. We're talking it. to Navy Noel. Welcome back to the program, Navy Noel. Have at it. What's up, fellas? I'm not really talking about holding. I just want, kind of wanted to give three points, just kind of <laughs> tipping my cap to the uh, Wake Forest O-line. The amount of time it takes to get that RPO set up, it, it's just impressive because you don't think offensive line when you think Wake Forest, and I hope that's not because of how hurt we are on the D-line, but uh, yeah, they like I said, I was to them. Um, also big shout out to Michael Pittman. I shot him out last week and I don't think this is going to be his best game. I think he's going to keep evolving. Yep. And the uh, third point is it just kind of, I feel like the defense made the adjustment in the second half, which was awesome, but I- I'm not ready to hang it up on Adam Fuller. I think too many people are already. He does pretty well for us, but I just think that he needs to get ahead of that you know, and make the adjustment earlier in the game. And I don't know if that's all his call, but I feel like it should be. But, uh, yeah, guys, uh, that's all I really got for you all today. Well, we appreciate you as always. Thank you, Navy Noel. And uh, as always, thank you for your service. Um, it's, you know, t- other teams are allowed to scheme up different things for us too, you know. So it's not as simple as, right. well, it's like calling the touchdown play. It's that version for the defense. Call the interception play. Call the sack play. You know, you will see from time to time uh, – you know, a good football team, especially in the first half, come up with a couple of wrinkles that have not been on film before. And they know, or based upon your weaknesses that you've shown, this is going to hit for us. Uh, Adam Fuller overall, I think, has done a, a good job this year. He's just had moments, and this defense has had moments that are clear and obvious for the fan base to latch onto and be pissed off about, that it's it's almost like blaming the offensive line. When they mm-hmm. screw up, everybody knows. When the defense screws up, the whole world sees it. 
But in general, I will go back to one of the comments earlier, which was if you promised me that Wake only scores 31 points, how do you feel about the, the win? Uh, Gene, I would have felt fantastic with the way this yeah. offense was rolling into today through the first four games. I would have said there's a three out of four chance that Florida State wins the football game, maybe more if you only hold Wake to 31 points. So it, it's it seems like it's always complicated discussing Adam Fuller after a game. It's never right. that simple. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Again, we've talked about this a lot, but I'm not sure how you feel about that. Yeah, and to your point, too, it's interesting you brought that up. There were several plays that – I'm going to call them fluky because they made the plays, and not a lot of it, those 50-50 type of plays they made. You made the play in the end zone where it looked like it was covered perfectly, and they got it, the greedy Vance where he should have had the pick or at the very least knocked the ball away. I don't know how that had, didn't happen. Yep. And they converted 10 first downs. Third, I'm sorry, third down conversions. Wake had 10, and they were three for three on fourth downs. I mean – you got to make some stops and part of that's on the defense part of them. And they executed on those plays a lot of times, but sometimes it was, it maybe that is on fuller a little bit, but man, they did, they had to work their asses off to get to 31 points. A lot of plays had to go their way. Mm-hmm. They had to convert a lot of tough plays to do it, but to their credit, they did it. So again, I'm not out. It wasn't fuller's best game. Obviously there were some mistakes made on that side of the ball, but I mean, Wake's going to average 30 points a game all season. It's not like this was just a complete defensive meltdown. It's about what everyone expected. So, yeah, yeah. I would. I'd li- I think I would have felt better about this if that last series, when they knew they were going to run the ball, if they would have stopped them to force a punt, then I would have been like, I'm giving Fuller a pass on this one. Yeah. But the fact that they were able to go down, you couldn't even like, man, load the line, make them make a play, make them take a chance on you at the end of the game. Instead, they just just right down your throats and ended the game on you. Yeah. The frustrating thing is you make those stops earlier in the drive and then they're in position yeah. to make, you know, they put themselves in position to get off the field a lot. They didn't. I mean, no. point blank, they did a better job in the second half, but you know, uh, I think it was 18 third down conversions and all for wake. They made a ton of third down conversions in the first half and two fourth down conversions to go along with it. Three. It's said three for three on fourth downs. At least yeah, I'm looking yeah. at the official stats Correct. Three for three on fourth downs. Yes, one in the second half. I was just talking specifically. About oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, you know, they were all over the place. One of those was for a touchdown, of course, as well. We now go to the official DMD of Warchan TV. He's Zchan. His name is Zach. He's from Thomasville, and he's on the way home. Give it to us, Zach. How you feeling tonight? Uh, and uh, what are your thoughts on today's game? Well, I tell you what, I, I, um, obviously disappointing. The, uh, but the two, two things I want to say. One, uh love Micah Pittman on that one drive. Holy smokes, mm-hmm. he was on fire. Um he brought a lot of energy back to the stands when it was dead. Mm-hmm. Um and then how about Jared Verse coming in and making some big time plays. Yeah. He wasn't in there a ton, but man when he was, he was noticeable. Um hopefully he gets back a hundred percent where he can play a lot more snaps because I man, mm-hmm. when he's in the game it's just it's just different. Our our pass rush on the edge is unreal our contain is world's better our our running game is our running defense is a lot better um i just really hope he gets back in it and i i agree on i mean you know there's times when fuller's scheme was i'm like man he he's doing doing what he should other times i'm like what are we doing here um there was some game i've said it in my comment earlier there's some game management issues i just don't really agree with but of course i am no division one college football coach so who knows maybe it was the right call but um tough loss that, that one hurts yeah yeah it, it sure does well we appreciate you z chan and all the support that you uh chip in for yeah z chan one of the pillars and was very generous during the um the drive you guys by the way man hats off to you 
Aslan, Jeff, Corey, and you guys who did all the uh, the fundraising for the hurricane relief, over $10,000 raised by Warchant. And just goes, and that's to credit to you guys and all your, our loyal followers of Warchanters out there, man. That's incredible. It warms my heart. All the devastation that happened in Southwest Florida, if you guys would step up, incredible. Yeah, Great job. For those of you that uh, are just here for the Warchamp postgame show this week, we did several shows that were all 100% donations to Hurricane Ian Relief and, yeah, $10,000 thereabouts directly to the American mm-hmm. Red Cross in their efforts. So it's only possible because of you folks at yeah, Warchamp. You guys are great. Community. You are the best. Uh, we pivot now to the 406. It's his first call in almost two years. Ooh. You know him on the boards. He's FSU 91. Welcome to the program, FSU 91. I think we're talking about the trenches today. Go for it. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, I-, I wanted to make a couple of points um, that I think a lot of people maybe are just forgetting about. But, you know, football's pretty basic at, at this you know, simplest foundational point, which you're going to find out is a team with the better lines typically wins ball games. And the bottom line is Wake Forest with two six-year uh, seniors, a fifth-year senior, and a fourth-year uh, junior, their offensive line, just they were a lot better than an injured Cooper and an injured Ray, yep. you know, yeah. uh, redshirt freshman Farmer, true freshman Lions that were out there. They just pushed those guys around. And they, they hurt them. And then, you know, the defensive ends. McClendon's a nice backup player. Warner is, well, Warner's Warner. And uh, Peyton looks great and Burst looks great when he's in there. But bottom line is their offensive line was just a lot better than our defensive line tonight. And we still held them to their lowest point total of the year, 31 points. It's the lowest they put out this year. You know, again, our problem, our our offensive tackles killed us on both the left and the right side and really made our offense sputter, putting up only 21 points. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Great points. I mean, that's what I harped about. They were beating Florida State at the point of attack, especially – their offensive line, our defensive front seven could not stop them. They couldn't get pressure unless Verse was in there. And when they ran, they were gassing Florida State. They were pushing them off the ball. There were holes. And that was incredibly frustrating, especially in situations where you needed a stop and they imposed their will on FSU. And you're right, the tackles. And I think a large part of that is the injury situation. The two starting tackles right now would not be starting. They shouldn't be. The guys who should be starting there are hurt right now. So you're kind of going to your second strings. And the transfer portal is great, and Florida State's got a lot of upgrades to that, but you can only do so much to that. That's why recruiting is important to build those guys up to have the depth. And the FSU 91's point, man, that's one thing. Man, Wake Forest and all that. But when those veterans are in the same system and they're all grown-ass men and they know what they're doing, they've been in the weight room, they've been in the nutrition program for that long, they're just going to be physically superior to guys maybe you're bringing in they are a lot younger. Yeah, you saw a whole lot of guards on the field. Uh, that's a good call, FSU 91. Thank you. But, I mean, they like Darius Washington as, as an interior guy. They yeah. like Jazz as an interior player. He started the season, you know, at late in camp, and then he was a, a right guard for Florida State. Even though they mm-hmm. brought him in as maybe a tackle option, they were like, nah, let's, let's play him interior more. But So you're playing two interior guys on the outside. And then, yes, if you're going to argue the case for Adam Fuller, you'd say 31 points allowed, and they really couldn't stop the run with any consistency, at least through three quarters. They did rally, and they did a great job. I think part of it was because they sold out towards the end, and they knew that Wake was trying to chew the clock more than they were trying to move the ball down the field when it was 28-13 and then 28-1. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, early on, Wake was just moving Florida State off the ball, and those were the starters for this week. It wasn't just the backups when the guys like Daniel Lyons were in because uh, you know our guys needed a breather. We now go to Riverview. All right. 
Last time we talked to this gentleman was last year uh, in September. It's Quint, Quentin Riverview. Welcome to the program. You were talking hey, to Gene Williams and Tom Lang. Go ahead. Hey, hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, I just want to make a, two quick points. I felt like Wake Forest, they big runs came on the outside. Our ends, mm-hmm. they didn't contain them. They let them bounce outside and yep. get around the corner. And I got a question. Why don't Fuller ever go to a zone? Like, in certain situations, the way Wake Forest uh, do that slow mesh thing, don't you think a zone probably would have been a better scheme than to run man-to-man? Because guys were running wide open down the field in the middle of the field. They killed us on third down. Yeah. Uh, it's a good call, Quint. So I'll start with your first point first. It's not just with the ends losing contain. That did happen mm-hmm. at times. But you'll note if you rewatch the game, and you don't have to. You don't, have, you don't work in the industry. But guys like DJ Lundy, late in the game, lost contain. When he came on the field, you'll see three linebackers. They're late communicating. And DJ jumps in the same gap as Kalen DeLoach. If he keeps it where it should be. I remember be. that play. Like, what are you doing? You're not doing anybody any good jumping in that pile. There's nothing to be gained there. Keen, it's third and 11. Instead, it's third and three. Yeah. And Wake Forest ends up running the ball even more. But if he stays where he should be, you've got yourself a chance to get off the field. Or, well, force a field goal attempt at that point. Mm-hmm. Shaheem Brown was guilty of that also. It's not always the defensive ends. I hear you, Quint. Sometimes it absolutely is. Sometimes you're right. But the second-level defender has leverage, too, and mm-hmm. responsibilities on the outside. And if they weren't fulfilling it, then it's you're gashing at the outside and you're wondering who's to blame. Uh, the second point, let's see. What was he talking about? Zone deep, playing more zone. So they're not good at it. And you can no. say that's, that's coaching. You can say that's coaching, and that's fair. Uh, because it is true that early in this game, they went to work on Renardo Green, and they got a, a lot of easy pitches and catches. Then they went to work a lot on Omarion Cooper, who still clearly is not 100%. Omarion gave up a lot of big plays that were academic routes. The other part of it is you just have to say it. Wake Forest has a lot of good receivers. They have a lot of good receivers. And a really accurate quarterback and a great system. Who knows exactly what he's doing within Mm -hmm. that system, too. So uh, that's why they were a nightmare to prepare for. That's why we all predicted that they were going to score into the 30s. They got to 31. It just happened to be enough today. So... Uh, Quint, we really appreciate that call. We'll keep it in Tallahassee now. We're talking to uh, Pillar Eric Angel. All right, Eric, bring it. What bring you got it. for us? I know that you uh, you were full-throated and you were loud today. We just didn't come out with a W. Go ahead. Hey, Tom G. What's going on, guys? <laughs> well, you sound happier than I thought you'd be, Eric. What's going on? Oh, man, I'll tell you what, man. First of all, them ACC refs, they fucking suck. They <laughs> fucking suck. God damn. How I, do you really feel I, about America? Get out of this conference. Huh? Go ahead. Dana, I, don't know, I got my turkey I rough here. Them. And number secondly, we need a freaking kicker, man. God dang, man. I mean, Jesus. Crime, I'm sitting there in the end zone. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. He missed it. <laughs> Thank goodness we don't have the FCC on YouTube, man. We'd be yeah. shut down. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 some of the play calling by some of the play calling by Coach Norvell, I, I just didn't get. I mean, I don't know. I, I was glad to see Burst out there. He had a hell of a game. I mean, yep. I was hoping to pray he wasn't hurt for the rest of the game, but yep. he came back out. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
we got to clean a lot of things up before we play NC State. I mean, I'm watching the game right now and Clemson's up three nothing on NC State. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, we got a lot of work to do uh, if we want to go somewhere this year. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, one loss, you know, we can't really wait for us, you know, hats off to them and and all that. But I thought the outcome would have been a little bit different, but it is what it is, guys. It is. Let's okay. move on to NC State. Well, and as always, we appreciate your Thank calls. you, Eric. I loved how Gene, he, he uh, censored himself only for Ryan Fitzgerald. It was F-bombs <laughs> and this and that. And he's like, you know, this guy friggin', we need friggin'. a new friggin' kicker. Like, yeah. And then he brought it back to the ACC refs, and we've got ourselves another one. So, uh, all right, uh, you're Good right. Call, but I like, yeah, that's what we love, the emotion. He's pissed. I get it. The, the refs were awful. There's no excuse. But here's the thing. I don't feel as bad as I do in some games because I thought Wake played a cleaner game. They deserved to win the game. So it wasn't I don't blame the referees. Does that mean they were good? No, they were awful. They didn't call holes. They didn't call the pass interference. It was lopsided as always with Wake. I guess when you're that tobacco road triangle, you're, they're just going to give you the benefit of the doubt all the time. So it drives me freaking bananas. But thank goodness they weren't the difference in the game, but it still did upset you. Yeah, they were They were important. You know, it, it, we got to stop with this, like, little train that could, and, and they deserve our pity as officials because that's a really good football team that just about beat Clemson. So I'm tired of that stuff mm-hmm. too. But uh, it was more – there was more to it than just uh, whether or not a yellow hanky was thrown or kept in somebody's pocket. Uh, thanks as always, Eric. We appreciate the calls and hope you have a good night, my man. Uh, we now go to one of my favorite callers. I'm glad he's back. I wish it would be under better circumstances, but Mike and Ocala, you're one of my favorites from the post-game shows, his 19th call all-time at War Chant TV. Welcome in, Mike, and give us your thoughts on tonight's game. What's up, boys? How we doing? We're hanging, hey, Mike. We're hanging <laughs> in. Yeah, you know, you know, I, I know it's really easy to get down, and sure, I'm disappointed and frustrated as anyone else, but Man, um, I, I think going into it, like we said many times tonight, we, we kind of knew we were going to give up at least 30 points. And I was telling everyone that if we can keep them below 30 points, that we probably come out and win this game. Um, and so they got their 28 in the first half, and then, or really 21, and then they got the quick score in the third quarter. But I was just, I was actually, dare I say, proud of the defense for their response, because I know. Norvell is always talking about response and they came out and we actually showed and proved that we could make some adjustments and that we could get stops on them. Now, when, when, when it came to us trying to make the offensive response a few times, it didn't work out, but overall, you know, we know it was going to be tough for the defense, but I do know at the end of the day, I think, you know, the defense almost did enough for us to win. Like, uh, except for at the end there, you know, they had that long 18 play drive, but, but still, you know, still like they were in, in, in positions to make stops to give our offense another chance as ugly as the game was, we still could have came out all, on top of that because I'm, I'm, I'm one of those. I remember being at the Notre Dame game last year, down 18 points going into the fourth quarter. And yes, obviously that didn't turn out the way you wanted it to with the win, but they still fought back. They fought back. And, and a lot of that fight is what I saw in, in, in today's game from the team, you know. So I think, you know, the team is going to sweep this under the rug. I think they're going to have an excellent week of preparation and go down to Raleigh next weekend and hopefully play their best game on the road that they've had all season long. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we're 4-1. We're and one. 
and uh, all of our goals are still ahead of us. So, like, yes, it would have been nice to get the win today, and there, there are definitely some self-inflicted mistakes, but um, I, I think we've still got a pretty solid team here and definitely something that we can learn and build off from today, gentlemen. Well, we love the call, Mike. Thank you for your measured thoughts. It sounds yes. like uh, you may have been yelling wherever you were during the game today, a, a bit of a hoarse voice, but uh, we very much appreciate uh, your call tonight because I, I agree, Gene, you know, they didn't play great, and they still could have won the football game. Yeah, they still hug in there. They played their worst game of the season, like we said, whether it's a C minus, a D, you know, it's one of those, but it was definitely a very sloppy on both sides of the ball. They didn't play well at all, but they hung in there against a team that's clicking on all cylinders. So, and I like, I like, I love this thing about the call and show. This is what I love. You get one extreme, you get Eric, and then Mike is just so level headed. Yep. And it's, but I love both. I love both callers and I love to hear the passion and the anger. And I love to hear, okay, but, but let's put this in perspective. Here's what happened. They played a horrible game. Mm-hmm. We're still a much better team. We've got the whole season still in front of us. So, yeah, I mean, that's the right way to look at it. Still going strong here on the War Chant Game Day post game show. I'd say we got about five minutes left or so in terms of the call in lines, maybe five, 10 minutes. Uh, if you want to get in right now, there's the phone number at the end. Terry is back. He's screening, and it's not pulling anybody away from us, so we love that. All Let's right. thank a couple of people before we get to our next yes. call. Let's thank a couple of people who have uh, contributed to the program. Go ahead, Ben, with uh, those people. Oh, John, thank you so much. What about the no call and the late hit on Ooh. Travis? That's called on us eight days out of the week. Gene is nodding. Go ahead, Gene. Yes. Oh, I was so mad at that because I was sitting there with our call screen. Uh, first half, I watched with our call screener, screener Terry, mm-hmm. if I can speak, and then Dan, a good friend of mine. And then when that happened, I go, I look at them both. I go, if that's Wake's quarterback mm-hmm. and the same thing happens, is there any universe where that is not called a penalty on Florida State? No freaking way of Hartman's getting hit by our players late on a slide. That's again, that is what drives me nuts about the ACC. It's not even handed on stuff like there's nobody in the world that would say Wake would not get that call, but Florida State doesn't for some reason. Why? Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, Agreed. I, I, I just how long does this conference but It's been this way since FSU got in the conference, it hasn't changed. I don't understand. They've had different commissioners, they've had different head of the ACC officials, but this kind of consistency on the wrong way drives me bananas. Why, why can't somebody fix it? Preach, Gene. You're speaking oh. the truth. Nobody's going to argue with you or John on that one. John, thank you for the contribution, and you are spot on. Florida man in Texas again. I like that Jordan Jordan owned the poor performance and didn't give any excuses in the postgame press conference. I've yet to Good. see that, but you can find it, I'm sure, on WarChant TV, our channel. Wait till after the show, of course. You'll find Mike Norvell's press conference, selected players. That's good to hear, Florida man in Texas. I wouldn't have expected anything different either. Yeah. Jordan's pretty accountable and. He searches into his soul, and he'll tell you what he's really feeling more than most players. So thank you for the contribution. Robert, losses on the offense, in his opinion. Penalties and just poor execution. If you told me Wake would score in the 30s, I would have taken it. Agreed. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah. It, I think we might have heard from Robert before, but if we didn't, that's a sentiment that I totally share and is worth repeating, that it is uh, 31 points before kickoff. Would have taken it. Buffalo Tom chimes in. Love you guys. Miss you. Go Knowles. Thank you, Buffalo Tom. Thank you for your contribution. Go Knowles again. Yeah, we'll be back at it next week. You know, Florida State traveling on the road, NC State. Maybe they pulled Gene what Wake Forest did, which is a downer of a loss, followed by one of your better performances of the season because Wake showed maturity coming down on the road and making some plays. Yeah, Julian, thank you so much. Just seems like Travis has made a decision not to make people respect his legs. He could have pulled any of those replays and run for miles. We'll take a look at that on replay, Julian. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I did think, obviously – there was maybe one, it was weird. They did like 
when a design runs near the goal line, it's again why are you running in between the tackles yeah. where he's going to get bashed? I, again, that's that goes into like down the stretch, especially when they get in the red zone. The play calling I'm, by Mike Norvell sometimes I'm like, what are you doing? But it, it seemed like times during the game, if nothing else, Tom, calling a couple design runs with him keeps the Wake's defense off balance. They need to be ready for that at all times. The fact that you really didn't effectively call some yeah. design runs, and I, I, my guess is they're still protecting that leg. It's not a hundred percent. Um, it seems like when he runs, he's still pretty good, but maybe it's a little iffy. So if that's the case, I kind of get it, but it is, it sucks. Cause that's a big part of his games. And I think it really loosens up a defense when they have to worry about him taking off. I agree. And I also agree. It's goal to go specifically with the play calling when Florida state is goal oh. to go weird stuff happens and they get gadgety and tricky. And, you know, you're able to, I, I get it that the field is compressed at that point when you're in the red zone or certainly inside the 10 yard line, but if you're able to run the ball, all you got a good ball. running game. You got some great running backs. You got Trey Benson, who's a beast. I mean, yeah, just... yeah, I I agree with that frustration. I think that's totally valid. FSU fan again, one of our frequents here mm-hmm. in uh, Warchant TV land. There's one bad game where we uh, where Coach Norvell says this is what happens when you don't take every game seriously. I think we win at NC State. We'd be okay, FSU fan, 1993. I want to be a part of those post game shows. If Florida State goes on the road, takes down NC State and Clemson. Woo! I think I think we'll forgive this one if they go win the next two yeah no doubt uh the wake-up call it might be a thing gene you know how you handle success is uh sometimes more odd than and this is the first that. time they did not handle they didn't answer a challenge like i said they were sloppy this week they were sloppy in the game it seemed like they just thought they they were clicking they were good and you know that's it's such a fine line in athletics well garrett we didn't mean to steal your thunder garrett los angeles is now on the program but i think you've got a question that we just kind of touched on but feel free to reiterate it and any other points welcome to the show garrett well, guess what? You did steal my thunder, Gene. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Sorry, Gary. You know, I, I was, that was the whole thing because it's my dad's birthday. Shout out, Tony. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. I talked during the half, and I was like, we, got, we have to have 10 design runs for George Travis if we want to win this game. He is a jackrabbit in the open field. But I guess you're right, Gene. He's got to be hurt. There's got to yeah. be some issue as to why our secret weapon our weapon X we never use for whatever reason, you know? And at first I thought maybe it was like an ego thing. He doesn't want to be known as a running quarterback or whatever. You want to give him confidence in throwing. We have confidence in throwing. He's thrown for 300 yards. We've seen it. Uh, But since we've already uh, covered that, I have a question for both of you. What does Sammy Hagar and our kicker Fitzgerald have in common? Oh God, I'm going to wince. Go ahead. They can't kick 55. I don't know. They can't drive 55. 55-yard oh, field goal? Yeah, that's why I so said they can't ball, You're like, you know what? We're not even going to kick extra points. And then, oh, you know what? We're going to kick a 50. But we're going to take extra time. Mm. Something looks like it went down wrong or whatever. But 55-yard field goal? <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Like, this is now affecting our game plan. This is now affecting how we're going to calculate drive. Yeah. Guess what? We're going to start back to going for it on two. Or you have to go. Well, we did, you know, but which was what we were one for one, which I guess is fine, but well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I think, but. but you know what? I'll take I'll take four and one over uh, one and four any day. So, uh, you know what? Go, Noles. Still a fan. Love you guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Garrett. We Thank appreciate you, Garrett. Your call. And Tom, then- Tom, there's been some crazy calling by Mike Norvell that you just scratch your head, but of all the things he's done in certain situations. 
Was that the most bizarre, those last couple of play calls of this game? Yeah, outside of going for the two as they score to make it 28-13, I, I actually, D-Rob and I were bum-fuzzled. We had he had a, he had, he's made all his extra points, and the first one he kicked was fine. Yeah, so, you know, we were trying to come up with a reason. We couldn't, short of him not being on the sidelines. So what we did was we watched the next kickoff after it was 28-13 to to see who was kicking the ball off, and there he was. So... Well, he was warming up. I mean, obviously, he kicked the ball. He almost made a 50-something yarder. So, I mean, he was probably, he was fine. Yeah, I, I texted Ira. I said, you got anything? Was he not available? Was he in the bathroom? Why, why are we not kicking an extra point at 28 to 13? And he said, you know, apparently it, it might be an analytics decision because if Wake kicks a field oh. goal after that or scores a touchdown, it's still a two-possession game. You know I, I hate that. Oh, my gosh. It's too early to do that. Burn that freaking analytics sheet you have. Yeah, I like it at times, but not in that moment. That's just um, – if that's what you're thinking, then you're thinking way too hard about a simple situation. 28-14, to 14, make it happen. Uh, anyway, after that sour note, we'll go to Orlando, and we'll talk to G. Jackson. G. Jackson, welcome to the program. We haven't talked to you since last September. Go for it. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Just a couple hey. of things here. Um, I thought we played fairly well. I mean, we gave up a lot of penalties. We, we played outside of ourselves as far as, you know, the mistakes that we made. Uh, I just think too much credit is going to Wake Forest. Wake Forest is Wake Forest. I mean, yeah, they've been good, but it's Wake Forest. It's still Wake Forest. Um, I think the coaches got to do a better job with scheming up. You know, we, we know that there's definitely a discrepancy between first-level talent and then our second level and third level. So if, if we know what we're going in the game with, we just got to do a better job with scheming it up, you know, and, and, and guys got to make plays, no excuses. So um, given that, um, you know, losing by 10 points, uh, I wasn't impressed with Wake Forest. I still am high with the nose. I think this will be a, a, a turning step for us and a learning step. So the question to you guys is going forward, given what you've seen on defense, are you impressed with uh, Fuller's uh, calls? All right. Well, we appreciate the call, G. Jackson. Gene, Adam Fuller's come up a lot tonight on the postgame show. Like I said, it's hard. It's so hard to judge this because they're so banged up on that side of the ball, especially where it counts up front. You're down. Like, I mean, we've talked about it over and over again. I don't know. Look, some of the stuff I saw on defense, I didn't like some of the some of the situations he put his players in, especially some of those third and long calls. Yeah. I mean, be aggressive. Don't just give up the easy pitch and catch to pick that up. So some of those, yes, I agree. I didn't like some of that. But at the same point, man, you, this isn't a deep team. You're, you're, some of your best players are not available on that side of the ball. And I know we want to discredit Wake and look. By standards of elite talent, no. But they're an incredibly veteran team. They know the system. They've got a quarterback who runs the system better than anybody in the country. And he's accurate and he knows how to do it. I mean, Within the realm of a college football, this is a good team. You may not want to say that. They're not an elite team, but they're a good team. And they will beat you if you make mistakes. They will beat anybody if you make mistakes. And FSU made mistakes. They took a full advantage, and that's why they won by 10. It's a, it's not that complicated. Florida State made mistakes. They didn't. They probably were better coached, and they executed, and they won the game. Yeah, agreed. You know, that's another thing that's going on in college football these years. And I think I pointed out every postgame show, but you've got a lot of really old teams, yeah. like old dudes that, you know, aren't good enough to make it to the NFL, but are certainly very good college football players and they're strong and they're, you know, they're in their mid twenties and you put those things together. Well, coached, know the scheme athletic enough and, and veteran enough. And that can create problems for you. Sam Hartman, Gene started against Florida state in 2018 
in the yeah. very same building. I mean, it's just with the COVID eligibility, it's it's created a lot of unique circumstances, and that's not excusing away anything because you do have to make plays. Omarion Cooper got roasted routinely. Either he's not here where he needs to be, or physically he's still yeah. not at 100%. Whatever the case is, he's getting beaten routinely. Reynardo Green got picked on a lot early in this football game, did not win his one-on-ones. Jerrion Jones, the same thing. Kevin Knowles had made a couple of plays, but uh, still, they, they isolated on our guys in man coverage, and they were able to win routinely. Yeah. And if you make a couple of those plays that they're in position to make, like Greedy Vance was, like Renardo Green was. Then they're scoring in the mid-20s at that Correct. point. You know, yeah. even one less touchdown. And, you know, I think that you're saying, hey, this is a really good performance by the defense yeah. at that point. So, it, you know, it, it, the thing, too, is interesting about Wake, and this is one of the odd things of the transfer portal. Wake is an odd situation where they're benefiting on the transfer portal for the other side because of the type of players they recruit. They don't lose players. Florida State, these other teams, lose players that might add to your depth, which you need when injuries happen. Wake doesn't lose those guys. Those guys stay there the whole time because they're probably not elite enough to go to a big-time Power 5 school. Uh, So they stay there. So they're benefiting on the unanticipated way because of the transfer portal. So they're keeping their guys for four, five, six, in some cases, seven years because of the situation. We have three callers remaining in the show. I see somebody from the 727. We'll get to you in just a moment. The 954. And then, oh, somebody just dipped out. So we have two callers remaining in the show. What we're going to do here is I'm going to give you a word from Zaxby's. We're going to take a quick break, come back for the final two callers, some final thoughts. Maybe we get somebody from the press box. If we don't, then we'll give you our own final thoughts and promote what's coming up on WarChant and WarChant TV in the next couple of days. But before we head to our break, it seems like everyone, Gene, has got a chicken sandwich these days. You know that. So how do you know which one to try? Luckily, one sandwich towers above all the others in size and in deliciousness. That's Zaxby's signature sandwich it's an extra large hand breaded filet and three thick cut pickle chips on a split top bun and it comes with your choice of zach sauce or spicy zach sauce it's big it's delicious and it's only at your neighborhood tallahassee zaxby's your tallahassee zaxby's a proud golden chief booster for 17 years go Knowles. we'll be right back on war chant game day post game something big something huge is taking over the world of chicken sandwiches. Zaxby's new signature sandwich with Zach sauce or new spicy Zach sauce. Because the chicken sandwich war ain't over yet. The new signature sandwich, it's taking over. And it's only at Zaxby's. Warchant.com has been the definitive home of all things FSU sports for over 20 years and is now part of On3, the next generation network. Warchant.com has the most experienced, tenured, and largest staff on the Florida State sports beat and now features innovative resources, including an NIL database that projects player value and a truly aggregated composite recruiting ranking system that will set the bar in the industry. There are no words to describe the perfect pairing of Zaxby's hand-breaded fingers and our 12 delectable sauces. But there is a sound, and that sound is mmm, mmm, mmm. The Zaxby's Chicken Finger Plate with endless sauce abilities, only at Zaxby's. We thank our friends at Zaxby's for their support. We will be joined by one of our staff from the press box shortly, but not just yet. So we go to Thomas in St. Pete. We're talking to my man from the 727. That's an area code that's near and dear to my heart. Thomas, 
Good evening to you, and give us your thoughts on the game. Hey, guys. No, I, uh, I was uh, disappointed probably more with the offense than I was the defense. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the uh, you know, defense, I was kind of expecting that they would, were going to have a hard time, and, uh, and, and I think they did. But then they kind of came through in the second half, I thought, did a pretty good job there. Given the circumstances, with uh, and you know, of course, uh, Verse came in and did some good things every time he was on the on the field. But uh, the the offense, I was a little surprised by. I expected to be to see a little more consistency from the games that we had seen over the yeah. past, you know, several games. And uh, yeah, and, and I wasn't. I'm not really sure. I'm sure we'll we'll figure it out over the next week or whatever. But uh, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't see much from uh, uh, Travis. I think I heard this earlier. Jordan Travis with his scrambling didn't seem to be doing that much. And uh, that's kind of surprised me. I thought that was an element that was kind of missing from the game. And that may have contributed to the, to the uh, running backs not being able to run as well because they, they weren't worried as much about Jordan Travis. Um, and then uh, clearly there's some problems, I think, with the tackles blocking some of their defensive yep. ends, particularly uh, in the first half. But I, I was just curious, you know, what, what's your opinion on this? Like what, I mean, is this just uh, – all the things going on in Florida and the guys' heads just not being in the game, and um, and uh, we can turn this around and the and the the offense will be like it was a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Or, um, you know, what are your what are your what are your thoughts on that? Gene, go ahead. Thank you, Thomas. Appreciate the. Call. Hopefully, you're safe down there in the seven two seven. I know everybody got hit pretty hard down there by the hurricane. Um, you know, you kind of you laid it out pretty well, Tom. So I, like you, I was more disappointed with the offense. I really thought because thirty one points, not kind of what everybody pretty much expected on that side of the ball. But I think it's a combination. You point out offensive line, especially the tackle positions are banged up and you you got hurt there a lot of times. I think guys just weren't sharp on that side of the ball. I didn't like some of the play calling. There's a key drop on a play, too many penalties over there, really some drives that I think you got pushed back five, 10 yards. It kind of threw things off on that side of the ball and the red zone, you know, was just awful, some of the play calling down there and some of the execution. So it just seems one of those things where they were clicking on all cylinders last week, and they just had a combination of some injuries and just guys were off a little bit in this game. And, yep. you know, it's going to happen sometimes. Any any sport you play, sometimes you just have – you don't bring your A game. You played sloppy, you played poorly, and you did it against the wrong team because this is not the team to play sloppy against because they'll take advantage. Yeah, some of it is uh, sloppiness. I think FSU ninety one hit it on hit on it earlier. You know, you're getting beat up in the trenches yeah. too. I mean, you're, you you lost the trenches both ways today. I, I, sometimes it was close, and sometimes you won battles. The defensive line did a really good job down the stretch in the second half. But I mean, there are holding calls, there are missed assignments, there are hits in the backfield on the quarterback. The fumble is caused because that play is blown up due to pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wake does a lot of shifting pre snap. We broke that down on Warchant.com this week, and that confuses blocking assignments. If they've got a good veteran football team on that side. So I think, Thomas, yeah. that undercuts a lot of what you want to do. But another thing I'd say is if you look at the numbers, and I know you want points and you want to produce, but Florida State in terms of yards per play was more productive than Wake Forest in this football game. That's the thing I'd say. The yards per play for Florida State was 6.2. That's wow. a good number. That's yeah. a really good number, but you've got to come away with points. you got a couple missed field goals. Yeah, look at the third down conversions, though. 4 to 11 versus 10 out of 18. I mean, that's, that's the thing. You're not – when you needed to make a play, you're, you're – doing well on offense, but man, it comes down to those key moments. And when Wake had a third and long, they convert. When they got in the red zone, they scored a touchdown. Florida State was not converting in those situations, and that's the difference in the game. And a lot of that, again, goes back to being sloppy and not making plays when you needed to. Yep, agreed. Now we will go over to Doe Campbell Stadium, site of Florida State's first loss of the season. 
Oh, Ira, what have we wrought? It's all broken now. There's no sense in making your way over to NC State next week. Just kidding. Welcome to uh, our managing editor at Warchant.com and Warchant TV. He is Ira Schofel. Ira, your initial thoughts on uh, what you saw this afternoon and evening. This isn't my contract, guys. I cover wins only now. <laughs> yeah, where's Corey? You, you're over. Corey forced him to do this. He's still writing his column. Uh, uh, no, you know, look, I, I think in the big picture, uh, you know, Tom, you and I talked about during the week that I think we both have Florida State around four and one at this point. Uh, we might have had them getting here in different ways. I thought Florida State would have lost one of the earlier games, maybe at Louisville or uh, against LSU in New Orleans. I thought one of those maybe. Um, I thought they would win this game at home. But I really think what happened, and you guys were, you know, we all saw what we saw. And I, look, I, from Twitter and my text messages and the message boards, I know people are furious with the defense and Adam Fuller, uh, especially after that last drive. Um, 18 plays, 60-something yards over six minutes. But I really felt like, as Gene said before I came on, the, the offense not, not cashing in in the first half put them in this huge hole, and they just could never dig out of it. And I thought, um, you know, in the postgame wrap with Corey, I said I felt like this was a team that wasn't quite ready for prime time. Yeah. They were going up against another ranked team, and there was a lot of hype on this game, to under, or an undefeated team against another top 25 team. And, once they didn't score in that second possession, they, they're up 7 nothing. They get the ball right back. They don't score in that possession. It seemed like something clicked on that whole offense to where they just kind of got panicky a little bit. And we haven't seen that so far, but this is probably the best football team they've gone up against so far. So that probably brings some of it out of them. And Ira, this was obviously, I think, just watching both sides of all the sloppiest game they played all season. Um, and I wasn't out of practice, but you guys were. I mean, it sounded like they were a little sloppy in practice this week. And was this was this a function of, of them most sowing their oats or like, oh, we've been we've been clicking on all cylinders against BC? Did they have a letdown? I mean, it just this is not something we've seen from this team for about a year where they've just gone out there and they just didn't look prepared to play. Yeah, I don't think it was they think I fooled themselves. I, I mean, maybe that's obviously something you could throw out there. I don't know if that's it as much as because I think they respected. You know, they're playing a team in Wake Forest and just took Clemson down to the wire probably was the better team against Clemson. So I can't imagine they watched that film and came into this game overconfident. But it wasn't a sharp week of practice. I asked Mike Norvell about it and um, because on Tuesday and Wednesday, I felt like he was a little bit frustrated with the execution. And his point was, I never questioned the effort. I thought we came out, we practiced hard, guys were competing, but we just weren't as sharp. And, and I think he got the impression that that was his big concern in this game was, the things that you got away with against Boston College and you got away with against Louisville, you, you're not going to get away with against a better football team. And I think, to me, that just caught up with them. I think that was more of a case as this team probably wasn't as good as maybe, you know, we were thinking maybe they could be at least consistently. And, you know, that caught up with them. But, you know, look, Jordan Travis did not look very good in the first half, but you also don't know how much of that was the offensive line struggling, uh, you don't know some of these receivers and backs are in, in new situations um, for a lot of those guys. So, um, you know, we, we put a lot of the blame on the quarterbacks that get all the glory when things are going well. Uh, I thought in the second half, they really settled down. If they had played the way they did offensively in the second half, in the first half, it may be a different result. It's certainly a, a much more fun, competitive game. But getting down 28-7, uh, you know, just they, they had to do everything they could just to even give themselves a chance. And they came up short. 
I guess the one thing now, a little bit on defense, like you said, I, we see it during the show. A lot of people have been two callers upset about Fuller. We've seen a lot of the stuff on there. And to me, at the end of the day, 31 points is about what we expected out of them offensively. So I don't think that's a shock. But the one thing I think defensively that is shocking to me is how Wake was able to run the football against Florida State uh, consistently. And I threw this stat out earlier. I don't know if you're aware of it, that Wake Forest had a whopping 43 rushing yards against Liberty. Um, 171 tonight against Florida State. And I, I, to me, it's more of a function of you don't have the depth there. Lovett's not there. Cooper's not 100%. I don't know. I don't know how many snaps Jared Verse played, maybe eight or nine in this game. It, it just seems like you don't have the depth for those guys to step up because they were just getting gas, especially that last drive when they knew they were going to run. And you couldn't stop it against Wake Forest, who's not known as a rushing team. Yeah, no, I mean, look, Wake, you know, you're without Fabian Lovett, who's probably your best defensive player overall and you've been getting away with it against some of these weaker teams. You also didn't have Jared Verse, like you said. He played a little bit in the second half. He said that basically it was up to the coaching staff and the trainers. They they wanted to kind of work him in when they could and see how he responded, and he obviously responded pretty well. He played – I think he probably played – he might have played over 10 or 12, 15 snaps um, in the second half, and he gave them a lift. He gave them a burst. Yeah. He had that sack and kind of gave them some energy. But you're right, and not only are you not – missing some of your top line guys, but you also, uh, some of your backups are playing hurt. Malcolm Ray has been coming out of games with injuries. Derek McClendon has been coming out of games with injuries. I think you have a lot of guys playing banged up, and this is not a team yet that has a lot of depth. The other thing I would say, I think as far as Wake running the ball, I think Mike, I think Adam Fuller was kind of picking his poison. I think he did not want to give up the long chunk pass plays that Clemson gave up, and I think he did not want to commit a ton of guys. They played two safeties back. They wanted to keep things in front of them. And, and look, man, Sam Hartman's really good. They've got some good skill players. They took what they could get, and they, they won those battles. And the offensive line, their offensive line did a, a really good job. And um, it's just, you know, I'm sure Adam Fuller's going to lay in bed tonight wondering, man, if we had forced the issue like we did some in the second half, maybe it would be different. But I honestly, I still go back to the offense. Those yeah. squandered opportunities, um, not cashing up. When you could have gone up 14-0, you didn't. Then you get the ball right before you get, you get down there before halftime. You come up away with nothing. Those to me were bigger. And then you know Darius Washington, that big holding call. Those things to me had a bigger impact on the game of the defense. I think the defense. We didn't expect them to be great. They weren't great. We we did think the offense would be great, and they weren't. Uh, Ira, I guess for the next two weeks, does what you saw today fundamentally change your opinion on how the next two weeks will go, or is it more about Florida State needs to clean things up? in order to be able to compete on the road with NC State for a night kick and then Clemson back here in Tallahassee in two weeks? I, you know, look, I, I can make a case both ways. On the one hand, I look at the way the offensive line played in this game, and maybe you'll get Robert Scott back next week. That would be a big deal because, obviously, yeah. Darius was not playing as well as – and Darius is banged up. He's not healthy either, but he was he is not playing at the level Robert Scott was playing, so maybe that helps. But if you see that offensive line tonight struggle at home – against Wake Forest defensive front, you just wonder, man, going to Carter Finley in a night game, how, what are they going to do with that defensive front? And then how does that affect things? So that, from that standpoint, I would say don't have great feelings about the offense going up there and winning that game. On the other side, when it was 28-7 and the way Wake Forest went straight down the field to start the second half, I thought, man, they're going to get boat race. They're going to lose by 40 points. The fact that they did respond, got a couple stops, forced a couple punts, gave themselves a chance to win is a good sign. At least you see that they are competing. They're going to continue to compete even when things aren't going well. So I think that gives them a chance. But, man, it's hard to imagine this offense that we saw today scoring a whole lot of points on the road 
against the NC State defense. Our last thing for me, and I, I, you can watch Mike Norvell's, I'm sure, post-game uh, interview right here on WarChant TV. Uh, hopefully after this show, after you hear us, we're going to wrap up here in a little bit. But the last series, when they had the ball offensively, Ira, I, I don't know what he, he talked about in that thing, but that was a bizarre set of circumstances, his play calling and what he did, and then deciding to go for the 50-yard field goal and then have a guy in that situation for a guy who's supposed to be so organized on special teams to get the penalty, push it back another five yards and still kick it. I'm sorry, but Jordan's your best player. You've got some good receivers. I don't understand why you're not putting the ball in your best player's hands when the game is – look, odds are very much against you to win that game, but at least you had a chance. And I just – putting the whole game on the line with a kicker who is obviously washed because you won't even let him kick extra points, but you're going to put him in a situation like that. I Help me, Ira. Explain to me what the hell was going on there. Real quick, on the extra points, and this is just talking to other media people who believe in the analytics. Oh. There's a theory, and Tom can help me out here if he, he could disagree or agree. But the theory is, in that situation, if they had got the two-point play, you get, get to a point where if Wake scores a field goal on the next drive, you're still only down two scores. As opposed to if you go to the extra point and they kick a field goal, now you're back to down three scores. So that would be the theory from an analytics standpoint and the fact your kicker is struggling. So I, I don't think it was just like, hey, we're never going to kick an extra point. There was some rhyme to that. I don't, I'm not saying I agree with it. Um, but as far as the last sequence, yeah, I think I didn't like the, the play call that were, it felt like they were throwing it up to try to get a pass interference call. That's what it kind of felt like. And then when they didn't get it, it that's I think that's why they got the delay because they were so upset about not getting a pass interference call. And then they're late getting the field goal unit out there and they take the delay. Uh, I just, he, we talked to him about it afterwards. People can watch his response. He just said he thought it was too long to even try to go for the uh, conversion, but I mean, look, honestly, that was a better kick than I expected. And it uh, obviously didn't get it done. It doesn't count. It's not, it's not a horseshoe, Zara. It doesn't count. <coughs> hey, at this point, at this point, we, we, can, can, we, can we talk about that? Can we make a rule where, hey, if it gets airborne and it's within a certain – maybe He exception? gets a point. Or they, a point, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ira, what's coming up on WarChant? I know Corey's working on his column right now. What's coming up on WarChant.com, the front page of the website, and uh, the channel the next 24, 36 hours? Yeah, so right now when people are done watching this, you can go watch those reaction videos, Mike Norvell talking. Uh, we got Micah Pittman, Jared Verse, um, uh, and Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis, I'll give, let's give Jordan Travis a lot of credit. There have been wins in the past where he hasn't come to the media uh, press conference because he's you know getting rehab, getting treatment. Um, tonight he was the first guy in there and, and answered every question. It was very um, adamant that, that this team's going to respond well and that uh, they, they took complete ownership of what they didn't do well. Um, so you can watch those videos. We also have the War Chant Wrap that Corey and I recorded on the field. Aslan will have that up as well. Corey's column's coming. Austin's writing a story about Micah Pittman, who kind of had a breakout yeah, performance. Yeah. It's lost in a loss. Um, but Micah Pittman, you know, it's great to see him have 85 yards receiving, a couple of touchdowns. Big punt return, you know, again, showing the toughness. And that, hurdle, go, that hurdle was awesome. Oh, man, that was big time. And if you can get him going along with, um, you know, Johnny Wilson, get him back involved, um, you know, you still see. And then Winston Wright, we think, will get back at some point. So there's still hope for this offense, certainly. I don't think this tonight says you can't play well. My big concern right now is the offensive line. But then yeah. I'll also have the 3-2-1 column and Gene's uh, PFF report and plenty of content coming tomorrow. Uh, on the site tonight and tomorrow over at warchant.com. 
Great work, Ira. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Ira. That's Ira Schofel, the managing editor of Warchant.com, kicking ass for us at Doe Campbell Stadium, where, unfortunately, Florida State drops its first game of the season. But we'll have plenty for you on Warchant TV, Warchant.com. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, do that right now. There's going to be a, a ton of content, including tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Sunday Smash, which will be another live reaction show as we try to put this one behind us, Gene, and move forward for an all-important matchup on a Saturday night in our favorite stadium. What do we call it, Gene? The what? The Wiz Palace. The Wiz Palace. Yeah, That's if anybody's right. been to NC State and you've been in the stands, you might know what we're talking about because you can smell the stench of urine when you walk into that yeah. cesspool. And apparently the State Fair will be in session. Oh, of course weekend, it is. So, uh, it'll be an extra special night in Raleigh. Uh, all right, our final caller of the show, and he's been waiting now patiently for 20-odd minutes. We appreciate them. Uh, in Cooper City, I got high hopes for you just based on the name. Are we going Bubba Koosh? Come on, Bubba Koosh. Bubba Ganoosh. Welcome to the program. Give it to us. What you got? Bubba Koosh. Bubba Koosh. Hey, I, I'm sorry if you guys covered this already. I just had one comment. Uh, I love everything you guys do. Hi, Gene. Hi, Tom. Um, I just think this loss is on Norvell and Travis. That's it. Like, the the defense was fine. We knew we had to score in the 40s, um, and we didn't, you know. And I, I, I believe in Travis. I believe in Norvell, and they just, you know, they just didn't get it done. And uh, I don't want to take too much of you guys' time. I love everything you do. Drink the Luna. Um, eat Zaxby's. I love you, Tom. Love you, Gene. Uh, I love Aslan. Aslan is a god. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Aslan's so, uh, got a light here in that. Yeah. Deity status for a member of the War wow. Chant staff. That's that's awesome. Thank you, Bubba. Thanks, well, Bubba. I good call. That was a good refreshing to hear that. We'll make sure. Please, uh, Ben, when you put the podcast version, please edit that part out. We don't need Aslan's head to get any bigger than 40 is. <laughs> So the uh, the score currently in uh, that matchup in the ACC Atlantic is Clemson 6, NC State 3. They've got about six minutes to go in the second quarter. Uh, Gene, but yeah, he, yeah, you know, he said, you know, it's, it's I agree. A lot of it's on Mike Norville. He didn't have prepared. And that's something he did, did well. They came out that they didn't look like they were prepared. They were out of sorts. And that's got to come to the head coach. So I agree on that. I don't know how bad Jordan really played. To me, it was more some offensive line issues. He had a couple passes he didn't make. And I saw some situations. You know, we talked about that play in the end zone when he threw it to Marcus and Douglas when Johnny Wilson had a one-on-one. I mean, to me, yep. that he made a bad decision there. Um, so he did not have his best game, but I thought it was more some of the play calling, not being prepared, the sloppiness, and very poor play by your tackles. A couple times when there were key plays, we talked about this before, situationally, this was not a good, this was a bad, really bad game for Florida State. Wake Forest in those key plays, when they needed to execute, they did, Florida State did not. And it seemed like a lot of those key third downs, Tom, there was a breakdown on the offensive line. Um, where a guy broke through and broke up and a good play didn't happen or a drive is stopped because there's a holding call or a penalty or something on the offensive line. And I get it. It goes back to that unit has been decimated by injuries and it just, it raised its ugly head today. Yeah. It, you know, it could be a lot of things at once. Well, Wake was more well coached. They were mm -hmm. better coached today, period. Um, you know, they've got more healthy players. They got more veteran players, but you've got athletes here at Florida state. You should be able to handle business enough to go toe to toe with them. 
you made a run at it. They don't. There's fight in this team, and you gotta yep. love that about this group. There's fight. It's twenty-eight-seven, and the body language wasn't great on a couple of uh, those drives from the defenders, but they fought like crazy, Gene. Yeah, and they put the offense in position to tie the football game, and Florida State was just, you know, not able to do that, unfortunately, and so they fall to four and one. A couple more people to thank uh, in the super chats. That's the ABC Fine Wine and Spirits viewer chat around Florida. Sometimes we're toasting victory. Sometimes we're drowning our sorrows, but always at ABC Fine Wine and Spirits. Oh, Z-Chan, this is just to hear Tom you say. You got to do it. Go Braves. There you go. I'll get at least <laughs> the quotation marks. But thank you, Z-Chan. I appreciate that. I think that ball game is one-to-one. -one. Uh, we'll watch that down the stretch. Gene, don't do it to me. Don't let my Mets lose the same day as the Knowles lose. That'd be a rough, rough Saturday. Hey, at least Jimbo lost. At least there's that. There you go. And resounding. Wonder, is he going to be in the hot seat here, Tom, soon? Uh, you know, I think his recruiting is going to give him at least one more year. It, it, they, they just grabbed a five-star defensive tackle again this yeah, week. Yeah, but that's NIL. You, you could coach there. With that kind of money they're throwing out to recruits, you're always going to sign all the five stars. I'd say, I'd say I'd like to try, but I feel like I'd be a part of a blood sacrifice by the end of it. That cult, no, I would never want to be in it. That's a crazy-ass place. It's a very strange cult. <laughs> well, we've, we've got a lot for you upcoming on Warchant.com, Warchant TV. We thank you to the uh, nearly 500 folks who have stuck around with us as Florida State Obviously drops to four and one. It'll be a night kickoff next week. So Zaxby's War Chant game day will start one hour before kickoff because it's a road game. It'll be a pregame show with me and Jeff, and it's going to run straight through. It'll be the same link, one link. It'll take you all the way to the end. But in between then and now, we've got a lot of content. Sunday Smash coming out tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Wake up War Chant. Be on the lookout for that on this channel or on your podcast feeds first thing on Monday. We got the press conferences, the Jeff Cameron Show, Monday 1 to 3, Seminole Headlines, Tuesday 1 to 3, and all the coverage coming up. That's on the TV side. On the website side, Gene's got the PFF report tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If you're glad for punishment, I bet there's going to be some really bad grades, some bad tackling, some bad blocking grades. So if you really like to just wallow in the misery, I'll, I got you covered in the morning. There you go. Gene loves the wallowing. He doesn't really. <laughs> we prefer wins here on War yes. Chance TV. Uh, Gene, final thoughts before we sign off for the evening. You know, this doesn't, this doesn't have, it's still been a really good start to the season. We all would have gone into this going four and one. Hell yeah. We'll take it uh, at this point. But I think really the season is going to be made or broke by the next two games. You got to win one of those two. So we'll see. This is another challenge for this team. How will you bounce back? You played a sloppy, bad game. Yep. You know, this is not how you played all season. Hopefully you shake this off. You have a good week of practice. You go out to NC State. And hopefully they're getting physically beat to crap right now by Clemson. So they'll be beat up a little bit emotionally, win or lose. You're in a good spot up there. So hopefully you get a little bit healthy. Maybe Robert Scott comes back to your versus, you know, close to 100%. That's going to help you a lot. You know, who knows? Maybe even Fabian Lovett. I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath that he's going to be available, but you should be a healthier team next week. So you're in a, still in a very good position to have an outstanding season and beyond what we all expected. So all it's not lost is sucks. They play bad. There's a lot of football yet to be played. They couldn't handle the target on their back just yet, Gene, but now they will squarely be the underdogs when the ball kicks off at NC State next weekend. We'll see how Florida State responds. They are 4-1, and one, so remember that. Put a smile on your face, just a little one, as we at WarChant TV document the 2022 football season. For Gene Williams, the founder and administrator of WarChant.com, producer Ben behind the scenes, screener Terry working the phones. For all of you in the ch uh, super chat, the viewer chat from ABC who supported the program, thank you. For those of you that didn't, but you continue the conversation, we're only here because you are. Thank you for being a part of War Chant Game Day presented by Zaxby's. And that's Zaxby's with a Z. And we will talk to you next week right here on this channel. Good night, everybody.